Hey, Rich Paramount, welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. And, uh, you know, before I, 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 I get into prayer and so forth, uh, first of all, I just want to thank Pastor Omar and Letty for having us. Praise God. And, you know, it's always an honor and a privilege to come and minister here at the Reach Church. This is a tremendous, tremendous ministry here in fellowship. Amen. God is so good. It's an honor to be here. Sorry if my voice is a little gone. You know what I mean? We were, we were screaming on uh, some roller coasters at Disneyland. <laughs> I lost my voice, amen, and I had to exaggerate a little bit. You know me. I'm kind of crazy, amen. So I like to have fun, amen, and uh, so praise the Lord. So um, so excuse that, and uh, I have with us tonight, amen, my, uh, my second oldest son and my other kids, amen, uh, and hold on, my second oldest son. Just got married to my wonderful, amen, daughter-in-law, Amber. Huh? And uh, it's a blessing when, you're, when, you're, when your son marries a woman of God, too, right? Amen? So, and, you know, she's not the, the nightmare daughter-in-law. She's a blessing. <laughs> she's a blessing, praise God. Amen? And, uh, and we love her so much. And, uh, and, we, and, and we have other kids here, some in the back. And so, anyways, it's a joy to have them with us tonight. Amen? And so, praise God. God is so good. And I also want to just make sure, I, I really mean this uh, from the depths of my heart. God gets all the glory for what's taking place in Barcelona. I Listen to me. I've been pastoring for 15 years, and I realize this truth. Unless the Lord builds the house, you labor in vain. That's a fact. The moment you try to take the glory, God will show you real fast with some custom-made humble pie that it's not you. It's him. He gets all the glory, amen? He truly gets all the glory, amen? Praise the Lord. So I want you all to stand your feet with me, and we're going to pray and get into the Word of God, because i got a lot to cover tonight. And uh, I believe the Lord really has a specific message for you guys tonight, amen? And I want you to have your hearts open and ready to receive from the Lord. Just close your eyes with me, and just lift your hands to the Lord as a sign of surrenderance. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, Almighty God, Father, we just want to say thank you, Lord, for all that you're doing here, Lord God, in this wonderful, beautiful ministry. God, we're so thankful for your presence and your power that's in this place. God, we know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so I pray that tonight, God, that, Lord, that you would continue to move in this place in a powerful way. I pray that, God, that people's lives will be supernaturally transformed and changed, God. I pray that, Lord, that your sons and daughters would have an encounter with your word and that it would be such a way that it penetrates to the depths of their beings. And so I pray over everyone the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, God. Let the eyes of everyone's understanding be enlightened and give everyone ears to hear what your spirit is saying to them personally and Lord I confess my uttermost dependency upon you for Lord I know that apart from you I can do nothing but through you I can do all things and so Lord I receive the anointing the wisdom and the words to speak tonight and I thank you Holy Spirit I don't have to worry about what I'll say in this hour because you will give me the words to speak and Lord we declare that in this house that you are the King of Kings and you are the Lord of Lords and so we pray God for your kingdom to come and your will to be done on earth as in heaven we love you Lord in Jesus name amen come on it's good Lord praise hallelujah you may be seated glory to God amen now praise God I, I, I again I've been really praying about what to minister uh, tonight and they're gonna have the PowerPoint up here and, and uh, the, the, the title of my message is simply this 
how to overcome anxiety. Amen. I really felt the need to preach on this. I've been ministering this actually uh, 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 on the several of the churches here in SoCal. And why is it so important to talk about how to overcome anxiety? There's three main reasons why it's important to talk about how to overcome anxiety. Number one, because the Bible talks about anxiety. Number two, many people battle with anxiety. And number three, God does not want you to live a life with anxiety. Hello, somebody. I know in a room with this size of people, this many people here, that the reality is this, that many of you, whether you want to admit it or not, are battling with anxiety. I know it's not popular to admit these things because, you know, we want to come to church and put this front on like we're okay. And we know Christianese, you know, how you doing? Oh, I'm too blessed to be stressed, brother. You know, I'm too anointed to be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we know how to say the right things. But the reality is, is that many of you are struggling inside. That's the reality. And what I want to do is bring forth the word, amen, that would minister to your spirit, man, that would help equip you to walk in victory over anxiety. Can you say amen? Now, the reality is, is that all of us have at one point in our lives battled with anxiety. And again, it's very possible uh, that many of you are currently battling with it. And, you know, personally, in my times past when I've had my battles with it, I hate it. It's a paralyzing thing. Amen. But through seeking God, amen, while, 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 while battling with it, amen, you get revelation from the Spirit of God. And He teaches you how to get victory. Amen. And so I'm going to be ministering not from a place of head knowledge, but revelation knowledge that comes from the Spirit of God that leads to victory of how to overcome this. So I want to minister from a place of victory over anxiety. Amen. To impart some things into your life. See, if you really minister from a place of revelation, it comes first through a lot of birth pains. Oh, hello, somebody. It, to, to, to get real revelation, it, 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 it takes some battles. <laughs> All right, praise God. I won't go too deep into that, but that's the truth. As a pastor, we go through things for two, us and others. Amen. God wants to work in us so that he can work through us. Amen. Now, let's look at the definition. Let's set a foundation. The, the definition of this word anxiety is simply this. It's very important. A feeling of worry nervousness or unease about something watch this with an uncertain outcome now the first part of philippians 4 6 it simply says this be anxious for nothing now when you break this word anxious look on the screen here the term used for anxious in philippians 4 6 is from the greek word now which shows up in the New Testament 19 times. It, it's the word Jesus used when he said, do not worry about your life. He used it again when he spoke to a distracted, busy Martha, saying, you are worried and troubled about many things. And Paul used it when he told the church at Corinth, I want you to be without care. Mer now comes from two Greek words. It's very important. 
pay attention right here. Oh, I don't know if they have the PowerPoint here. It comes from two Greek words. The first, which means to tear or separate. The second of which means the mind. Pay attention. This is very important. The biblical concept of worry and anxiety literally means to tear the mind. It's an apt description. Anxiety divides your mind between legitimate concerns and destructive thoughts. Ripping into two different directions. It leaves you double-minded, unstable in everything you do. Can you say amen? If you've ever battled with anxiety, amen, you know that this description is perfect. Amen? Because when you battle with anxiety in, in, in the midst of the battle, you're double-minded. There's a wrestle between believing God and a wrestle of thinking the worst. <laughs> uh, amen. The truth is, there are many things that can cause a person to battle with anxiety. Health issues, the holidays, unexpected hardships, current world events, watching the news, past sins and mistakes, practicing sinful behaviors, things that have been done to you in the past, and the memory and the thought of it just really just overtakes you because the reality is you didn't haven't dealt with it and been healed of it yet financial hardships worry about loved ones and the list goes on and on you can add to the list and one of the main reasons those different things give us anxiety is because we're fixing our attention on those things the hurt the trouble or what could happen to us or others we're, we're, we're focused on the what ifs instead of on God and his word we're focused on the what ifs hello somebody amen see when you battle with anxiety it cripples you to the point that it overtakes your mind having all kinds of negative thoughts bombarding you and the reality is you, 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 we're, we're a people, unfortunately, that tend to think the worst about everything. And the, and the thing is, is this, is the more you just meditate and, and, and dwell upon those things, the devil's right there to just take that inch and go a mile and keep feeding you negative possibilities. And what happens is when you're focused on those negative possibilities which the reality is most of them never happen, is that it cripples you and you can't function, you can't move, you can't operate, all because of what's going on in your mind. You're paralyzed. And see, when this happens, the devil's right there just pouring it on, beating you up spiritually. That's why when you're battling with anxiety, it makes it difficult to go through your day and all the symptoms that go with it, like feelings of panic, nervousness, nervous stomach, heaviness, headache, heat flashes, fear, anger, 
sweating, rapid heartbeat, feelings of restlessness, fatigue, depressed, so all you want to do is sleep, to having difficulty concentrating, where your mind just goes blank, you're there but you're not there, muscle tension, dizziness, dry mouth, shortness of breath, to having sleeping problems, can't fall asleep easy, you have no good sleep, why? Because your mind is just going, 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 going. And it's just deteriorating, you're just deteriorating physically. And you feel all messed up. Why? Because our feelings are attached to our thoughts. They're, they're, they're attached to our thoughts. So you're so messed up inside because of all because of what you're focused upon. I tell people all the time, if you really want to help somebody, amen, it will, you know, because the thing is, again, our feelings are attached to our thoughts. If you really want to help someone, they're like, I'm, they're really struggling, they're really messed up, ask them one simple question. What are you dwelling upon? What are you dwelling upon? Let's, 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 let's stop beating around the bush and let's just get to the root. What are you dwelling upon? What are you focused on? What's going on? I don't want to put a band-aid on things. I don't want to play patty cake. Let's get to the root. What's going on? What are you dwelling upon? Amen? And, and, and if we can figure out what you're dwelling upon, then we can start leading you to solutions. We can start leading you to victory, deliverance, healing, whatever is needed. Because the moment, you can, you can literally break free from anxiety in a snap of a finger. You can literally break free from depression that quick. It's literally a matter of shifting your focus from negative possibilities to now focusing on the promises of God. Because what's happening is you're focusing on what could happen instead of believing God's promises to happen in the future. Can you say amen? That's the truth. So it's, it's about in, in that realm, in that moment, you can just switch. It's that quick. But you have to stay there in that place. <laughs> See, anxiety affects us mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. It's no good. And that's why Satan wants us to battle with it so much, and God doesn't. Now, the unbelieving world definitely recognizes that anxiety is something that many people struggle with. I mean, today, you know, mental health is a big topic, isn't it? And a weird trend is it's trendy to be depressed. Weird. It's demonic. It's demonic. So it's a, it's, 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 it's a reality of what's going on nowadays. So with that being said, there are many well-meaning psychologists and doctors and therapists and counselors trying their best to help people with these problems. So, it's, so again, with this reality, it's not hard to find advice online <laughs> by these type of professionals. I want you to look on the screen. This is very important. I hope you have the PowerPoint. I have the PowerPoint here. Watch this. I want you to see on the screen here some of the top thinkers of the secular world for those. That this is their answer. This is what they have to say about anxiety. This is what it says. One article says, our goal shouldn't be to dismiss anxiety anxiety entirely just to make it a healthy manageable part of our lives oh, oh wow okay 
I Googled, because you know, if Google don't know, nobody knows, right? I Googled, I, I Googled, can anxiety be cured? Simply, Google, God, can anxiety be cured? Look at the following quotes from the top medical advisors, people that, 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 that have all the smarts. Look what they say. Anxiety is what? Say what? Anxiety is not curable. But there are ways to keep it from being too big of a problem. For being a big problem, getting the right treatment for your anxiety will help you dial back your out-of-control worries so you can get on with your life. Oh, that sounds great. Look at another one. says, while you can't banish anxiety altogether, anxiety and anxiety disorders can be treated and managed. They're basically saying they have no real answer. For the millions of people all around the world that are struggling with anxiety. Their only solution is to medicate you. To try to numb you. Or to counsel people just to kind of manage it. So that it doesn't become too overwhelming. Now let me ask you a question. As a believer in Christ. Are those answers good enough for you? Now, I want to make point, no disrespect to anyone who's taking medication or getting counseling. This is not to put no one down. But I want to show you tonight that there is an answer to your anxiety. My only point, as I'm going to show you tonight, is you do not have to live with it. Because he wants to heal us. That's why he wants to face things. God wants us to face our past so that we don't bring our past to the present. Oh, hello, somebody. Too many times, people end up having one broken relationship after another. And it's always everyone else's fault. They always have the same results, but it's just, just a different face. Let me just throw this out there. Just maybe... I mean, I mean, just maybe, if you keep having the same problems, the same broken relationships, the same results with different people, just maybe, they're not the problem. Just maybe. Just maybe. Just maybe there's an issue inside that hasn't been dealt with. Just maybe the hurts from your past haven't been healed. Just maybe you haven't dealt with things, so you keep taking out on different people. Just maybe. See, this is why we need to pray in a way where we say, God, search my heart. Because when he searches your heart, he can show you the hurts, the pains, the disappointments, the struggles, the things that are going on inside of you that are triggering the anxiety that are causing the anxieties. He can show you your doubts. He can show you your fears. He can show you whatever it is. Whatever it is, he can show you. See, when you come to God with an open heart, then he can speak to your heart. But if you come to God with a closed heart, then you make no room for God to speak to you. 
See, I, I, I want to I challenge you to, to pull you to go deeper, to have heart-to-heart church, I mean, a heart-to-heart relationship with God. Intimacy with him is what is needed. Make room for him to speak to your heart about the areas you're battling so you can get the victory. Because the Lord, the, always the pattern with Jesus is he brings, with his correction, he always brings direction. He doesn't just, the Holy Spirit doesn't just point out the things that, 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 that we need help or healing. But he also says, this is what's going on and this is how to get the breakthrough. This is how to get the freedom. But if you don't open up, he can't do that. So it's very key to overcoming. One of the biggest keys to anxiety, overcoming it, is going to God with an open heart. Allowing him to search you. Allowing him to speak to you. So he can reveal to you the problem. And so then with him, you can address it and overcome it. Can you say amen? I want you to know God wants you to be real with him. Listen to me. The more real you can be with him, the more real he could be with you. I, I want to stress that. The thing is, is this, is that God wants us to go to him with everything that's going on inside of us. First Peter 5, 7, there's an invitation. It says, casting the whole of your care. The Amplified says it this way. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully god wants us to go to him with all that is troubling us with all that is concerning us he he he, he has no problem with you coming to him with your questions he has no problem with you coming to him with your anger your frustrations, your confusion, your doubts, your pain. God, I don't understand. I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand what's going on. Lord, that person made me mad. That person hurt me. This situation, I don't, I don't agree with it, Lord. It hurt me, Lord. God, I, I'm coming to you with this. Now watch this. There's, there's a difference between casting your care onto God and complaining to God. When I cast my care into God, I said, God, I'm coming to you with my hurts, my pains, my anger, my frustration in this situation. And so, Lord, what do I need to do to make it better? What do, Lord, help me. Versus, God, I can't believe they did this and that. Brother so-and-so, Pastor Omar, oh my goodness. Sister Letty, oh my gosh. How could they do that? You better touch them, God. See the difference? God wants us to be real with him. To come to him with all our hearts. And be real with him with an open heart. So then he can come back in response and be real with us. That's the difference between casting your care and complaining. Come to him with all your heart. Come to him with all your heart. He's not scared of, of what's going on inside you. He already knows. But there's a releasing, there's a healing that takes place when you cast your care into him 
and you come to him open and allow him to minister. Amen? Come to him with your questions. Ask him for help. Ask him for strength. And he will give it to you. We have an invitation. If you read Hebrews chapter 4, 14 through 16, I don't have the verses up here, but it says, come, amen, to the, boldly to the throne of grace. There's an invitation. It's been made way by the, there's, a, there's been made a way for us by the blood of Jesus. Come to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and, and, and I'm paraphrasing, and grace to help in your time of need. He wants us to come to him. The Bible says we have a high priest in those verses that can sympathize with our weaknesses. He was tempted at all points, yet without sin. He knows what we're going through. And he says, come and talk to me. There ain't no better person to talk to about your struggles than to a person who's already went through a struggle and got the victory because they got the wisdom how to get the victory. And Jesus has been through it all. He was tempted at all points, yet without sin. He already knows the path to victory. Go to the king, and he'll give you wisdom. Can you say amen? Run to the throne, not your phone. Amen? Say that out loud. Tell your neighbor, run to the throne, not the phone. Amen? Tell the other person, run to the throne and not the phone. Say, I need to run to the throne and not the phone. Amen. Philippians 4, 6 through 8, the New Living Translation says it like this. I, I, this is important. I, wanna, I, wanna, I like this translation of this. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. How many know that, that, that there is power even in the midst of the of trials and hardship, when you begin to give thanks to the Lord. When you begin to just give thanks to the Lord, even in the midst of the fire, even in the midst of hard situations, when you just begin to give thanks to the Lord. There's, there's power in that. It's an attitude of faith. It's a position of faith. I thank you, Lord. I know that some way, somehow, God, you're going to work this all for the good. I'm not going to be moved. This, listen to me. I want to give you a little, little something right here. To walk by faith does not deny situations at hand. To walk by faith is to say, yes, this is what's currently going on, but this is not my final answer. God's word is my final answer. You hear what I'm saying? So I can't deny this is what's really going on. Praise God. But you know what? This is not my final answer. God's word is. And so what God wants you to do is focus on his promise. Declare the promise. Receive the promise. And as you continue to declare it and receive it and believe it, eventually it will come to pass in your life. Can you say amen? amen. This is the truth. Amen. But too many times people get stuck here and they just don't accept the promise of God. They don't receive the promise of God. They just accept this as their final answer and they get crippled and paralyzed and they can't even function. And they stay in the wilderness. They live in the wilderness. They never get to the promised land, so to speak. You know, you ever talk to those people, how you doing, brother? Um, okay, I'm just kind of going through it. Okay, praise God, I'll be praying for you. 
see him again. How you doing, bro? I'm just going through it, man. You know, praise God. You know, all right, praise God. I see him again. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Just kind of, you know, I'm whatever. I'm just going through it, you know. Well, man, bro, I'm hoping you will go through it, get through it, and not camp out there. You're like pitched a tent there, bro. You know what I'm saying? You're roasting marshmallows and doing all the other stuff. You're just chilling there. It's time to get through it, brother. It's time to get through it. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing, man. Right? Because what happens is people stay in, in, in this, 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 this place, amen, of just receiving negative answers. Just accepting this is how it is. And not walking by faith. Can you say Amen. I wish I had more time to teach on that. Praise God. But it's the truth. See, this is how God says to get peace. What surpasses all understanding is to pray. Amen. And it will guard our hearts and our minds. This word guard in the Greek right here, it, it translates... A military term which means to protect or garrison by guarding like soldiers assigned to watching over a certain area God's peace garrisons the heart and minds that is the emotions and thoughts of God's children that's what it does when we pray it, it, it just begins to give us it guards our hearts and our minds and and the people who pray in the fire have peace in the fire people that are in a situation that get through the situation are the people who continue to declare that God works all things for the good for those who love and call on His purpose. This may be my situation, but it's not my final answer. They keep declaring the promises of God. Can you say amen? I got to move on. I got to jam right here. Philippians 4.8, look what it says. It says, finally, brethren, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if there's anything, uh, if, if, if anything is excellent and praiseworthy, think on such things. Listen to me, friend. This is very important. The biggest key, say the biggest key, to overcoming anxiety, amen, living a life free from it, is doing what this verse says, and that's to meditate, amen, on those things it listed and on scripture. The Bible teaches us over and over again about what to meditate on. It tells us about meditating on scripture. It tells us to meditate on these things that Philippians 4.8 talks about. And this is very important, but guess what? To meditate on those things, amen, doesn't happen automatically. You have to make personal decisions on what you will fill your mind with. Hello, somebody. The truth is this, if you don't fill your mind, the devil will fill it for you. L listen to me, I want to tell you a, a real truth here. A lazy thought life leads to a defeated Christian life. Let me say it again. A lazy thought life leads to a defeated Christian life. So I guarantee you, I'm not trying to put nobody down, I'm not trying to take shots at you. But I guarantee you, 
If you're struggling in your walk with God, if you're struggling in your faith with God, if you are up and down and all around in your walk with God, I guarantee it's because you're lazy with your thought life. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. No, no, there's no doubt in my mind about it. Amen? This is true. Why? Because again, our feelings are attached to our thoughts. So the reason you're feeling messed up is because you're not in the place of faith. You're not trusting God. You're focusing on the what ifs. Okay, praise God. This isn't automatic. Say it out loud. A lazy thought life leads to a defeated Christian life. Amen? I'm going to show you scripturally that we have to be intentional and disciplined with our thought life. Let me just give you a couple scriptures. Isaiah 26.3, it simply says these words. You will keep him in perfect peace. Perfect? How many want perfect peace? How many want perfect peace? Raise your hand. All of you. Whoa! You all want perfect peace in your mind, in your life? Look, at you can save some money, you can save some counseling sessions, you can save yourself from popping pills, whatever it is, and just pop a scripture. Hello, somebody. Read a scripture and do it. And this is what it says. This is what it says. You will keep him in perfect peace, watch this, whose mind is stayed on you. Why is it stayed on God? Because it trusts in him. The reason why your mind's not stayed on God is because you ain't trusting God. If you want to get to the root of why you're struggling, it's always rooted in a lack of trusting God. Whether it be trusting His timing, trusting His word, trusting His power, it has to do with trusting God some way, somehow. I guarantee it. If you look deep inside why you're struggling, because you ain't trusting God. I just gave you the revelation of your life. God bless you. We can close a church right now. We can have done. It's over. I just got to trust God. Tell your neighbor, trust God. Listen to me, friend. Years ago, when I was a young believer in the Lord, I was like, Lord, I, I, I struggle with trusting God. I'm like, Lord, I want to trust you. But like, Lord, like, How? I mean, I trust you like 99.999999%, but there's a little part there, Lord, I don't trust you. I didn't want to admit it, but I realized it later, right? So one day I was in prayer, that was before I was a pastor, and I was real young in the Lord, and, and I was praying, and I was battling with trusting God. I'm like, Lord, said this to me. He said, you don't trust me. I said, yes, I do, Lord. He goes, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do, Lord. And I'm going back and forth, literally with like this with God. I trust you. He says, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do. He said, no, you don't. I said, yes, I do. And we were going back and forth, literally. And God told me this simple thing. Go look up the definition of the word trust. So I walked into my, at this time I was praying at the church, and I went to my pastor's office, opened up the dictionary, and looked up the word trust. I read the definition, especially in context with what I was dealing with. I said, Lord, I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> And, and here's the point. And then after that, I, said, I battled. I said, God, I want to trust you. I want to trust you. I really want to trust you. Here's the thing. How do I trust you? And guess what? 
we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. That means we literally have the personal teacher inside of us. We can ask questions too. Hello, somebody. The Bible says have communion with the Holy Spirit. He wants to exchange thoughts and feelings with you. He wants to teach you. He wants to guide you into all truth. So acknowledge him. Listen to me. So I said, how do I trust you? You know what the Holy Spirit told me? I never heard nobody say this before. It's so simple and so profound. I said, Lord, how do I trust you? The Spirit of God said, trust is a choice. Trust a choice. And then all of a sudden afterwards, I started seeing in the scripture, the psalmist over and over, I will trust the Lord. I will trust the Lord. I will trust the Lord. It's a choice. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's not something about to work up. I will trust the Lord. Come on, declare it right now. I will trust the Lord. Say it. Say, I will trust the Lord. Say it again. I will trust the Lord. I'm telling you, when you, when you face these things, stand up. Declare boldly, I will trust the Lord. I don't care how I feel. I will trust the Lord. Amen? You have to. Tell your neighbors, trust the Lord. Tell them, stop tripping and start trusting. <laughs> so many things that we can say. You have to be disciplined with your thought life. To show you this scripture real quickly, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, it says this, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, watch this, are not carnal, watch this, but they're mighty in God for what? The pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are mindsets. When you study scripturally what strongholds are, in this text, it's mindsets. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Watch this. This is the goal. Bringing every thought. Say every thought. thought. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This is not automatic. (laughs) You have to bring every thought you have to take every thought captive and bring it into subjection to obedience to Christ. The goal that you need to set for your life, if you don't remember anything else from tonight, is this. You need to learn to be disciplined to keep your mind, your mouth, and your heart in line with God's word. And anytime it gets out, pull it back. Nope. No, I can't help this first fiery dart, but I can help what I do with it. I don't accept it. I rebuke it. I reject it. I'm going to bring it back into God's word. The words that come out of my mouth, I'm, no, no, I'm declaring, I'm keeping my speech in line with God's word. I'm declaring the promise of God. I'm accepting that. That's what I receive as my final answer. So you have to be intentional through the strength of God to overcome anxiety. It's not automatic. Say it's not automatic. There are many other things that we can look at of how to overcome anxiety. Especially the initial attack, you got to rebuke the thoughts that come to your mind. Speak the truth of God's word. Open up to others. Listen to me. Jesus gave us the best example to follow when he was in the most trying time of his life in the Garden of Gethsemane. He was so overwhelmed that he had sweat like drops of blood. Have you ever stressed to that point? 
None of us have ever stressed to that point. He was so overwhelmed about what lay before him. Amen. The cross, which really the biggest thing he dreaded was the separation from the Father. Because for all eternity, he never knew separation from the Father. Yes, he was about to endure physical pain, but the separation from the Father was the thing he dreaded the most. And hear what I'm trying to say. It was so overwhelming for him, and he did three things to overcome that battle in the garden. You know what he did? Let me just give it to you real quickly. Number one, he went to, he went to, he, he prayed. He went to the Father in prayer. Number two, this is important, he opened up to those closest to him. The three, Peter, James, and John, he, he began to be sorrowful in front of them. What is the point there? You need to make sure you have some people in your life that you can be really, really, really real with. I'm struggling. I'm going through it. I'm overwhelmed. Pray for me. Come and embrace me. And don't be a Pharisee when people come to you with their struggles. Oh, how could you, brother? (laughs) Come alongside them. Help them. Pick them up. Get down on your knees with them. Pray with them. Speak life into them. And number three, Jesus prayed this way. Not my will, but your will be done. He went to the Father in prayer. He opened up to those closest to him. And he determined that he was going to do the Father's will no matter what. If you'll do that, you'll get through anything. Last thing, if, you know, there's so many many things. But other things that can cause anxiety is sin in your life. I can't stress it enough. You'll never experience the peace of God playing with sin. God wants you to deal with those things. Get real with God. Fully surrender every area of your life. Can you say amen? There's many, many more things I could say tonight, but the Lord had come forth exactly what it was needed tonight. I believe that every single one of you got ministered to tonight. Can you say amen? Amen. So what I want to do just for a moment, and I'm not going to hold you long because I know many of you probably work tomorrow and so forth. But the worst thing to do is to hear a message like this that spoke to your heart and then you don't pray about it. You don't talk to God about it. It's very important to talk to God about what he was talking to you about through this message because that's how we seal it that's how we get freed and delivered amen I believe God wants to free some of you can can I say something again I've been pastoring for many 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 years I've ministered to many people literally all around the world and I'm going to tell you the truth there are many people that want to bury things and not deal with things They want to act like everything's okay when it's not. I want to challenge you to get real with God. Some of you, unfortunately, have been mistreated when you were younger. And God wants you to deal with these things so you can be free. So you can be healed. So you can be delivered. Forgive. Be healed. 
Some of you are struggling in your faith. You want to serve God, but you're struggling. Some of you have addictions to pornography, drugs, different habits that you're ashamed of. You keep trying to hide, but you're struggling. You can be free. Listen to me. The church is a spiritual hospital. I, 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 for me, like every time someone new comes in, they come in with issues. And if we as a church are going to respond the way Jesus is, he wants us to, to embrace people and lead them to him so he can heal them and deliver them. Oh, come on now. We want, you know, ready-made disciples. Nah, man. People got issues. That's okay. Jesus is the great physician. He wants to heal you. He wants to free you. He wants to deliver you. He wants you to face things with him, not alone with him so he can heal you will you let him heal you tonight will you let him heal you let's just take this moment you can just come on up here I'm not going to go much longer just come on up here come up everybody come up here let's pray for a moment let's seal this in prayer come up here come on don't be shy come up here come on come come, come talk to God come all the way to the front come to the front talk to God I know we're not going to hold you long but talk to God Talk to God. Talk to God. God wants to free you. God wants to heal you. God wants to set you free from your fears, your doubts, your insecurities, the lies that Satan has been speaking to your mind. Come on, come. Come, come, come. Talk to God. Come on, come and talk to God. Talk to God. He wants to heal you. He wants, the Bible says he's come to bind, uh, bind up our wounds and heal our broken hearts. He wants to free you. He wants to free you. Let him do it. Don't wait for me or someone else to come pray for you. No, let God's hand touch you right now. Just let God touch you. As everyone's at this altar, I also want to make sure I give everybody here an opportunity and online that's watching to come to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. You be praying right here, but I want to talk to everybody else. If you're in this place and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, maybe you've, you, 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 don't, you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know something, friend. There's only one thing that separates us from God, and that one thing is sin. Something we've all committed. But God does not want to be separated from mankind, so he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for the sins of the world. He paid for our sins in full. And because he paid for our sins in full, he can offer forgiveness to anyone freely because he paid for it. What a person has to do is realize they're a sinner in need of a savior and believe that Jesus not only died on the cross, but he rose from the grave on the third day. And then humble themselves and ask him to come in their heart and be the Lord of their life and the Savior of their soul. If that's you tonight, you say, you know what, I know I'm not right with God. Or you're, you're backslidden, you've walked away, but you want to come back to God. If that's you, just please raise your hand. Anybody here, you say, you know what, I know I'm not right with God. I want to give my life to Jesus. Anybody here, raise your hand. Don't be shy. You say, you know what, I know I'm not right with God. I need to get right with him. I see a hand here. Anybody else? You say, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Anybody else? 
Anybody else? Those of you that raised your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. But listen to me. This prayer will not mean nothing unless you mean it from your heart. It has to be from the heart. And so I want you to repeat this after me. Say, my Lord and my God, I come to you as a sinner in need of a Savior. I believe, Lord Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins and that you rose from the grave on the third day. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and be the Lord of my life and the Savior of my soul. Wash me clean in the precious blood that was shed on the cross for my sins. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, young man. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. Can I tell you something? The Bible says in Luke 15, 10, there's joy in the presence of the angel of the Lord over one sinner who repents. Amen. You caused the party in heaven. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Jesus loves you, young man. You serve him with all your heart. Father, I pray for this young man that he would love you and live for you all the days of his life. I pray, God, when the world tries to pull him, he would reject it and never accept it. That he would love you and live for you all the days of his life. I thank you that today, God, he asked you to come into his heart to be the Lord of his life and the Savior of his soul. And I thank you that today his name was written in the Lamb's book of life. And so, Lord, I pray blessings upon him that you would cover him and keep him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, young man. I know many are being prayed for right now. Just take a moment. We're not going to hold you long. Just pray. Please pray. Talk to God right now. Just talk to God. Listen to me. Don't leave this altar until you have been freed. I see people crying up here and weeping and getting touched by God. God is moving. He's touching your lives. Let him do it. You don't need my hand. You need his hand. Let him touch you. Let him free you. Let him do it right now. Let him free you right now. Come on, receive it right now in the name of Jesus. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.